Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright, along with co-host Justin Tucker. Now, we have a lot that has gone on in the past week. In fact, some breaking news about the New England Patriots. But first, we have an announcement for our show. Uh, so starting next week, for next episode, episode 40, we will be introducing a new segment devoted to our listeners with requests for the show. We will post a question box the day before every episode, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. We will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Be sure to check it out starting next week so you guys can put whatever thoughts you have, any questions for us, put really anything, and we'll put it on the show, and we will give you a a shout-out on Instagram. So make sure you check that out and participate. This will be an exciting time, and it will be – a nice way to get you to get you guys or listeners, the fans engaged on our show to get some more fan in, engagement. Now, starting with the New England Patriots. Uh, so just this morning, we are recording on a Tuesday it is Tuesday, August 31st. The New England Patriots have cut quarterback Cam Newton. Now, mm-hmm. Newton was thought by many to be the projected starter. He was the veteran. And it was thought by many that he would actually end up being the starter. And it turns out that he's been cut. And now it's going now it's most likely going to be Mac Jones who starts week one. Justin, what are your thoughts on this move? I I'm in shock. I I I really thought Cam Newton would take this team to the playoffs because he is Superman. He can make things happen. But I guess this is Mac Jones' team right now. I, when I when I originally saw it, I was like, "Haha, very funny. This is a joke, right?" But then I actually saw who sent it, and I was like, "Oh, this is for real. They're actually getting getting rid of Cam." And the funny thing is, I thought Cam did pretty well in preseason. I didn't think he did too bad in preseason. I thought he was going to secure that job for at least halfway through the season. And if he was playing bad, then yeah, Mac Jones would have to take over. Well, I guess Mac Jones was playing well enough to say, Cam, we don't really need you. Bye-bye. So I guess this is the Mac Jones era now. So I'm shocked by this move. Mm-hmm. And I've had I've had my thoughts on Cam Newton, Justin. You, of all people, would know that as my co-host, where mm-hmm. I have slammed Cam Newton all year. or So all offseason for his performance. I've, I've liked his voice. Uh, I think he's, I think he's been a solid patriot as far as complying to the patriot way, but the fact of the matter is he did not play well. He did not play poorly enough to lose his job. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I thought he was going to start off this season as the starter. I've been saying it for weeks now. I've been saying it for months now. I said it as soon as they drafted Mac Jones. I said they're going, they're going to start. Cam Newton to start the season, and later on in the year, Mac Jones will get his shot. And I've got to say, this is an, this is also something that I kind of wanted. Why? Because when you dur- come week four on October third, when Tampa Bay, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come to town, the narrative changes from Be- Brady versus Belichick to Mac Jones, to Brady versus the next guy in New England. And the reason this is an issue is because you are throwing this guy 
into the deep end without his floaties. He is too mm-hmm. young. You are putting an unreasonable amount of pressure on him this early in his career. I think you're putting him in a very poor position. I'm actually very nervous about this about this move by the New England Patriots. I'm nervous for Mac Jones come that week. I hope they don't ruin him. That's all. They're not going to ruin him. I think they're going to baby stuff. I mean, they're going up against the Dolphins week one. I think they can pull that one out. They, yeah, I think they can pull that one out just fine, even though they might struggle a bit during the game. I think Mac Jones can make enough plays to win the game. I think that week four game you're talking about, which we will watch, by the way, we will most definitely watch that on prime time. That's going to uh, be a huge game. I don't expect the Patriots to win, so I expect it to be competitive up until like the fourth quarter when the Bucks pull away. Because on defense, they don't even uh, the Patriots don't even have stuff on Gilmore right now. So so without him, it's kind of compromising your secondary to a bit and your entire defense. So I think. That's not do the you worry. really think that do you really think that Bill's going to go into that game expecting to lose? He's going to no. be he's he wants to win that game. He oh, wants yeah, that he game. Won. Tom Once Brady wants that game. Two two. And those two are going to be clashing come week 4. This isn't going to be a game where it's like two different things. What's that? Wants to and going to are two different things. I'm I'm I know Brady uh, Belichick wants to win that game. Like I know Brady wants to win that game. Do you really think they're incapable to win that game? Do you think they're incapable? They have a better roster this year. This isn't li- this isn't like the uh, this isn't the same roster as last season where they finished seven and nine and yeah. were bound were didn't even make didn't even sniff the playoffs. Their roster is much better. It's revamped. Their defense looks looks awesome on paper, and. Mm-hmm. They now have a new quarterback with some new toys for offensive weapons. You know, this is this is a team that is actually it's borderline a playoff team. And I just wonder if Tom Brady's going to have a chip on his shoulder if he crucifies this team to the point where Mac Jones is questioning whether or not he has it. Oh, stop it. Oh, you really if they're putting him out here week one already, I think they're looking at him as, like, the future of the franchise, and they're like, okay, it's his team moving forward. I wouldn't be surprised if he won Offensive Rookie of the Year. I would not be surprised. Because if Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels are saying, this is our guy because of what we've seen in practice and during preseason. I thought Nikhil yeah. Harry was the guy, too. You won't let that go, will you? You will not let that go. They thought so. They thought Sony Michelle was the guy too. They and he was. They, he got them a ring. He helped them in one season, but he Dan was Sherlock out for Brady most of the in the year. Super Bowl. I honestly think that team they could have plugged in any other running back, and Lies. and they would have been all set. Lies. Was, but anyway, they they were they were operating behind one of the best offensive lines in the league that year. Lies. But anyway. It was one of the best offensive lines in the league. Lies, lies, lies. I'm not going to debate a wall. Debate a wall about that. So I'm talking to a wall right now. Apparently, because you... Continue. (laughs) This is just just a really... you, You might be right. This might be something where 
they move on, nothing ha- nothing bad happens. But why put, why take the risk? I'd rather have Cam like Newton out there. He's all he's he's the fall guy. Have Cam Newton as the fall guy. He's already towards the end of his career anyways. Have him have him come in there. They'll probably win at least their first few they'll they'll win at least two games to start off these the four the first four games of the year. So mm-hmm. they they could go 2 and 2, let's say. And Mac Jones takes the reins and they could win they could start winning games. But I just don't think Tom I don't think in a, a matchup against the defending Super Bowl champions and Tom Brady who has a chip on his shoulder and is out to prove and is out to prove Belichick that he was the guy wrong I think that's a that's just a that's a disaster waiting to happen I mean that's what we said about Justin Herbert but look at him now he's offensive rookie of the year Right but he he took over later on in the year it was early in the year. It wasn't the. It wasn't week one. Yeah, but it was pretty close to it. And it it was. It's not. It's not just about the matchups. It's more about the narrative. This is you're facing possibly the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, Ugh. and you're they, you're you're stuck in the middle of this beef between him and his head, him and his head coach. Well, make your coach. Who right. are trying to? Who are trying to? Who are trying to, who are both trying to prove themselves right that they were they were the real ones who were, who were able to do it. They were the driving force in that 20-year dynasty that was the New England Patriots. That's nice or whatever. Make your coach right. Mac Jones is trying to make his coach right. He don't give a damn about that whole rock. He's just trying to do his job. He don't care about all the all of that. You really he might have like Brady up. But you really not, don't. You really don't think that he has that in the back of his head, that he has expectations like that. Big sh- these big shoes to fill. I think it's a step towards filling those shoes. Starting one will give you the indication. Yeah, this is the franchise guy. After everything he's shown us in preseason, his anticipation, his ball throwing, his accuracy, all those things. Yes, but I'm not sure it's a step in like big shoes to fill. We need to see how well he does before we say big shoes to fill. We just want him to be the franchise guy. We didn't say we wanted him to be the next Tom Brady. Those are two different things. All right. Well, as we used to as we as we started quoting in that last episode a few weeks ago, time will tell when it comes to this. Obviously, we're not going to name the episode after it, but it does apply here. I hope I'm wrong. But I am nervous that this kid could get damaged in this game. That's all. All I'm, quarterbacks. I'm ner- I think game. I just think quarter- I just think quarterbacks need to be nurtured early on. What do you want to do? Breastfeed them? Yes. I'll use mine. All right. Um. So coming up next, we have a devastating injury. On the Baltimore Ravens, one of their one of their top running backs was knocked out for the season. We will discuss that next on the Fumble Rooski podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome back. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker. We are talking a little bit of preseason before the regular season begins. Preseason has just finished up, and there has been no shortage of injuries 
particularly to the ru the young running backs around the league. We've already lost Travis Etienne for the season before it even starts with a mid with a midfoot sprain. We've already lost Cam Akers for the year with a torn Achilles during training camp, and now we lose J.K. Dobbins to an ACL tear of the Baltimore Ravens. Now, J.K. Dobbins was taken in the first round in the 2019 draft, 2020 draft. J.K. Dobbins was taken in the second round with the 55th overall pick in the 2020 draft. Second round, 2020 draft by Baltimore. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who was a high, highly touted prospect for them. He was, he yeah. had such a promising year with eight, 800 total uh, rushing yards. He had he averaged six yards per carry. Was it six? I believe so. Yep. He had over a hundred receiving yards. And he was slated to be, after the departure of Mark Ingram, to be yeah. one of the to be the top the top running back in this uh in this backfield. Then he tears his ACL. And it leaves them with Gus Edwards now on their on their running back death chart. I'm sure there's a, a other small pieces, but Gus Edwards, Justin, I'll give you the floor to start on your Baltimore Ravens. What are your thoughts on this? When I first heard the news, uh, I was coming off my preseason game uh, for against Mass Mary Tom. When I was going through my phone, I was reading the news, and apparently J.K. Dobbins had an injury. Now, granted, this was all after – the Ravens won the game all after this, that, and the third. We bust the Redskins' ass like we should have. And then I, I see the reports about J.K. getting an injury. I'm thinking, okay, it's a knee injury. Hopefully it's nothing too serious and we can bounce back from it. I'm praying to heavens it's not a season-ending injury. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the reports. The Ravens won't know till tomorrow. I hear John Harbaugh talk about it. It's the same thing. I'm reading I'm looking on Twitter. People are hoping to God it's not his season-ending injuries. And yesterday the news came out. J.K. Dobbins out for the season. Uh, it hurt. It was not the best news to hear at that time. It just ruined me. when I, Not only from a Ravens perspective, from a fantasy perspective, it did not help. Hopefully, I was going to pick him in fantasy, but that didn't. That's not going to happen now. And now the Ravens won't have him all season. I am mad. I am perplexed, but I am not disappointed. I don't think it ruins our season, but it does not help us. I think. I think the only good thing about this is the NFL. Uh, NFL teams around the league should worry about uh, Gus Edwards getting. 200 to 300 touches because, oh, my God, he gets five yards a carry, and he gets 700 yards each season. So imagine his uploading carries. He could easily get 1,000 yards. And I like our backup in Justice Hill or Tyson something. I can't remember his name off the back of my head, but he's been looking good during preseason. And so and we have Lamar, so he'll make it work. So overall, I'm disappointed, but it doesn't ruin our season. We're still going – to the playoffs and we're still going to the Super Bowl. Sure. This is a big blow for the <laughs> Baltimore Ravens. This is as a run first offense where you are going to be leaning on your top running back and 
go, going along with that with your your dual threat quarterback, this mm-hmm. is going to be a tough this is going to be a tough thing to overcome. Now, Gus Edwards has been has been good on in small sample sizes and smaller sample sizes, but given a larger workload, it remains to be seen whether or not he can be the workhorse back. Now you say we have just you have Justice Hill, you have other pieces. We'll see if that this works out, but this is going to be a tough void to fill. And if you're looking, if you're the Baltimore Ravens and you're looking to return to your 2019 form as opposed to your 2020 form, granted these both playoff teams, but yeah. you can't you can't deny that that first team dipped to the 2020 team. The 2020 team was not that good. It was not nearly as good as it was the the, the season prior where they see, it seemed like they were destined to go to this to just march right into the Super Bowl. If they want to return to that form, they needed JK Dobbins. And it's going to be a lot it's going to be very tough for them. They could go back 11 and 5. They could make the playoffs. It's not 11 and 5. What was it? Was it 10 and 10 and 6? It, no, no. We won 11 and 5, but it can't be that way this year. You know why? Why? Cuz Right, right. Games. Jeez, I hate I hate this stupid thing you get what i mean 11 11 and 6 uh yeah 11 and 6 12 and 5 either one of those they could finish around that but mm-hmm. if they want to be better than they were last year they needed jk dobbins and it's going to be tough for the it's going to be tough it and they're already be. without rashad bateman to start the season too listen I understand how rough it can be. I Ravens always deal with injuries, and that's why I and that's what I hate about this team. We always, at the worst opportune time, deal with injuries. Last year was Ronnie Stanley and uh, Nick Boyle. When that happened, I was pissed when we lost Nick Boyle against the Patriots and we lost Ronnie Stanley against the Steelers. I was not happy. I was like, they're gonna move Ronnie Stanley to left tackle, and and now. This year, our running game is not going to be as good as it was last year. Now, granted, instead of rushing for 3,000 yards, we'll rush for like 2,500. I'm fine with that. That means it gives Lamar more opportunities to throw, right, Roman? And that way, I believe it'll open up our playbook a little bit more, even if we don't have Rashad Bateman on the roster just yet or playing right now. I believe that gives Sandy Watkins, that gives Miles not Miles Boykin, Marquise, Marquise Brown, and it gives Mark Andrews more time to shine. That's all that is to me. Yeah, I'm. Uh, well, it remains to be seen whether or not they can overcome this, but it's going to be hard. And that's what she said. I don't, I don't, I don't foresee them being. I don't foresee them being any better than they than they were last year mainly because of this injury and they lose Rashad Bateman. They're kind of almost back where they were last year. That's fine by me. I think we could have won the North last year. We could have, but it didn't happen. And we could have beat the Bills last year. That's fine by me. If you're telling me we're just as good as we were last year, I think we're better. But if we're just as good as we were last year, yeah, we could make the AFC championship game. You also lost part of your offensive line too. And I'm gaining some of it back, and we made improvements to it, in my opinion. Well, maybe. 
I agree. At the start of the season, it wasn't as good. But this line right now, compared to what our line was in the middle of the season, yes, it's way it's improved. So you think this team is going to be better than it was last year? Yeah, I just need to see where the team is towards the end of the season because I believe this line will be better than what it was towards the end of the season. Well, they lost Orlando Brown, so yeah. that's that's a pretty it's pretty tough to replace a tackle. And we have Alejandro Vill- Villanueva, who was graded as the better tackle, even though he wasn't a Pro Bowler, he was still graded as the better tackle. And I'm happy he's here. Yes, but you need you need two tackles. So, yeah, and I have Ronnie Stanley. He'll be fine by week one, and he's an all-pro tackle. That remains to be seen. We'll see what happens. But anyways, up next, we will be talking about Deshaun Watson. As if there haven't been enough rumors circulating this guy. He's been mm-hmm. he's been the talk of the town for all all season when it comes to the NFL. And there have been more rumors, a couple juicy Trade rumors when it comes to Deshaun Watson. I know, crazy. Trade rumors revolving Deshaun Watson after all the allegations he's been through. Um, we'll talk about that next. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. All right, you're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker. We are going on to... Uh, current Houston Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson and uh, Houston and Miami have been uh, rumored to have interest in a trade with each other involving the quarterback Deshaun Watson. Now a report came from this came on t- this past Tuesday morning saying uh, saying that Houston does not plan to trade him before the 4 p.m. cuts, and they do they do say they are, they're planning on holding on to him for the year. So, hypothetically, what would uh, what sort of trade would it what what sort of assets would it take for Deshaun Watson, and when do you think a trade would happen? Uh, it would take a couple of first round picks and another among other things like. Uh, like a star caliber position player, regardless. I think if you're trying to, if you're losing your franchise quarterback, you need to start getting pieces for the future. And I think that's what the picks are for. And I think the like Pro Bowl or like star caliber players to help the fan base deal with the struggles that will be coming with the team that will happen. So I think Deshaun Watson is worth a lot. The problem is, will you be giving that up because of his, let's say, situation? And uh, I think he's worth three first-rounders and a couple of other picks. But I'd say, like, two first-rounders and maybe a star-caliber player and, like, a couple of, like, low-grade fifth, sixth, seventh-round picks to even it out. Yeah. So, it just, for the for Houston, it wouldn't make sense for them to trade him anytime soon until the until all the allegations have passed, until he survives those, assuming he does. And after that, it would I would say a trade should happen around like this upcoming off season. So after this season, 
Now, what would it take? As soon as – so in order to – by waiting for everything to clear up, his value goes back up, meaning you can trade all – you can ask for all the first-round picks you want. I'm going to say three first-round picks, uh, maybe a couple other early-round picks, and a position player. It will take a round yeah. there. He is a franchise quarterback. When he is playing at his best and when he has the weapons around him, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, you're talking about mentioning him in the same breath as Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady. All of these quarterbacks, he he's in that realm of of top quarterbacks in today's NFL. So mm-hmm. if he's if he's going to be on that level, then you then you need to trade top dollar. And so that's what's what it's going to take for this player. I agree. Uh, I think you have to monitor the situation between him, the Houston Texans, and the allegations that are going on. But you you don't find talent like his growing on trees. So if you're able to get him, and if he actually is innocent of all the charges, then yeah, I'd try to figure out a way for him to get to my team as soon as possible. But the question is when. I probably wouldn't do it this season, but probably the offseason next year. Yeah, I'd try to get it done. Yep. And by then, the allegations will will most likely be all cleared. And I'm sorry? Or be dealt with in the court of law. Or, yep, or dealt with. By then, we'll know everything that's happening. All of the risks would – I mean, this is assuming if he's if he's behind bars, then he's behind bars, and this, this conversation's over. But yeah. when it comes to uh, – when it comes – if assuming that he does get cleared, his value, his value skyrockets. He's going to survive. Kareem Hunt kicked a woman on video, and he still found a way to get a starting job again for a team. So again, the, these allegations, I'm sorry, 22. Yeah, I know. But I mean, as and as much as there's a very low chance that something didn't happen, that something happened, I'm not going to speak too much on it. At the end of the day, there's no evidence. There's no hard evidence. So he mu- he's pro- as much as we'd hate for him to be in the league if he is. What he, what he could be, mm-hmm. there's a good chance he will end up being in the league with the way it has worked in the past. Ray, Ray Lewis has allegedly killed some killed somebody. He did he, not. He, he still he did not. He allegedly did not. allegedly they reached a settlement on it. Allegedly, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm saying allegedly. Ray well Ray Rice is out of the league. He's but out the league. He, Ray, Ray Rice works against my – Terrell Suggs played the rest of his career Yeah. after what he did to a, to a woman. Yeah, it's it just the list goes on. This, guy, mm-hmm. this guy's going to end up back in the league if he gets cleared. There's no two ways about it. If he ends up – like I said, if he ends up behind bars, then this is conversation's over. Yep. But anyways, up next, the mm-hmm. – Top 10 players in the NFL have been all determined. The top 10 players in the NFL going into next year have been determined by the players from their from league votes 
Um, we will go over that next. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. All right, you're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. We're going over the top 10 NFL players determined by players around the league from their votes. And the order reads as follows. At number 10 is Josh Allen. Number 9, TJ Watt. Number 8, DeAndre Hopkins. Number 7, Tom Brady. Number 6, Devontae Adams. Number 5, Travis Kelsey. Number 4, Derrick Henry. And number number 3, Aaron Rodgers. Number 2, Aaron Donald. And number 1, Patrick Mahomes. All right, so Justin... You have any thoughts on these rankings? First off, take TJ Watt off the list entirely. That's number one. Let's just get that out the way. I don't care if he's deserving or not. I don't like Pittsburgh. So TJ off the list because you don't like Pittsburgh or because yeah. he's not? No, he's good enough to be top 10. Just I don't like him. So I. How do you feel uh, that there's no Ravens on this list? That's what they think of Lamar Jackson. I thought Lamar Jackson would have been higher up on the list, but I, I didn't think he'd make top 10. I thought he'd be top 15, but I didn't think he'd be top 10. Well, I, at least you're honest. Yeah, the numbers didn't qualify him for top 10. But this year, he'll be top 10. As long as everybody knows he's a top five quarterback, I'm fine with it. Okay. Um, My, uh, who, I think Kelsey's a little too high for me. I know he's... He's, I think he would have been fine at nine. I think that would have been fair. And uh, Tom Brady could have been top five, maybe at the five-ish, four-ish mark. But other than that, nothing too egregious happened on the on the top ten list. So one thing I have is Tom Brady should not be at seven. He should be much higher. He's fine I think, at seven. I, I don't think he should be at seven. Be, number one, Devontae Adams. He's had some tremendous years in the past couple of years. He's still unproven as one of the as being the top run wide receiver overall out of every every player. If we're going on established uh, on unestablished players who haven't yet established themselves as elite players, why not put Stephon Diggs out there at number six? He had the better year than Devontae Adams. He had more mm-hmm. receiving yards. He had a lot of touchdowns. Lots of, than, he had a lot, lots of receptions. Well, he had more receiving yards. He had the perfect, he had the perfect medium. He's, he's, not, he's not better than Devontae Adams. Travis Kelsey, he's, he's, had, he's been tremendous over the past few years. And he's, one of the be- he's going to go down as one of the best tight ends in league history. The issue is he's a tight end. So. And and I just don't I don't think he's good enough to supplant Tom Brady. Number four at Derek is who's Derek Henry. Yes, sir. I don't even think Derek Henry's the best running back in the league. Stop smoking, Craig. He can ru- He has in terms of pure rushing, just north south, just plowing through guys. There's nobody who can do that better. But his receiving ability is his non-existent. And as soon as you, and he's not even he's not even more of the quick elusive type of, type of running back. He's more of just plow through you. And as soon as defenses when defenses figure out in games how to how to 
contain you when you try to do that, then he becomes useless. And we saw that several times in the past couple of seasons with Derrick Henry. As soon as you limit him and his ability, then he then he doesn't he becomes non-existent. And they were luck, the Titans were lucky that they had a couple of receivers and a good tight end who could uh, who could compensate for that. But he's the fact of the matter is he's not a complete back. So he doesn't deserve to be higher than Tom Brady. I, in fact, I've made a case that this year Aaron Tom Brady should be higher than Aaron Rodgers. Stop it. Stop it. But number seven, that's I said that's arguable, but number seven, it's a joke for Tom Brady. He should be at least four. I agree. He's arguably top five, and I will give you that as far as I go. But Derrick Henry is the best running back in the league. I hate saying it because he's a Tennessee Titan, but he is the best running back in the league. Stop that. He's just not a complete back. I do think Tom Brady should be higher than Travis Kelsey. I think he probably should be higher than Devontae Adams, who I think is the second best receiver behind DeAndre Hopkins. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I think Josh Allen is fine where he is right now. And Patrick Mahomes should be number one, and Aaron Donald is unquestionably number two. And Aaron Rodgers is number three. I don't think there's anything on the list that is, like, terrible. I think it's terrible that Tom Brady's at seven. I don't think it's terrible. I think it's just fine. It suits him. It does not suit him to be seventh best. Seventh best out of what? Over a thousand? Out of... 1053 I believe I think I think he's better than I think he de- deserves at least top 4 as I said but anyways got any other thoughts before we end the show No not really no 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 All right well the preseason has just ended and the regular season is upon us. This episode will be dropping on Wednesday, which will be September 1st. And before you know it, on September 9th, it will be opening day, opening night. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Dallas Cowboys, the defending champs against America's team. How about them Cowboys? I can't mm-hmm. wait. It's going to be awesome. And we're going back to school, you and I, Justin. Yep. You watch all these games. It's going to be great. But anyways, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify, Spreaker, and Google Play. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast in the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week over and out.